So whether we realize it or not, every action we take is taken from an emotion. And so that's something that you wouldn't think, oh, a money coach is going to work on with me on that. But that's exactly what I work on with people because you may not even be aware what the emotion is. And you may not be aware of how that emotion is affecting your actions, right? But it's still impacting your spending. And if you can't bring awareness to that, you don't have to change anything you're doing. But if you're not even aware of that, it's almost like someone else is making your spending decisions for you. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Jetta's Digest podcast. Uh, today, we're going to talk to Yesenia, who is a money pro, a money saving pro. Just when you think of this person we're about to talk to today, just think about money because she's a pro at it. Uh, and the reason why I brought Yesenia on this episode uh, is because I want to answer the question or more or less really the mindset of, hey, Jada, I'm in debt and I can no longer, you know, invest in myself. And this episode will not be about like, come work with me. And no, absolutely not. It is literally building the foundations of money and the fundamentals of money and expenses and how reducing your prescription pills, reducing your supplements are going to save you way more than you can possibly imagine. And it goes down to grocery shopping. It comes down to your money relationship. It comes down to what you're doing on the daily. And it really is answering that question. Can you really not afford to do this or are you really having that for money relationship to now further your health journey and your wellness journey so yes Ania, thanks for being here uh let everybody know who you are what you do all that fun stuff hey well thank you so much get for inviting me to your podcast it's an honor to be here and to share um, my insights on saving money and so for me um i'm a money coach and I'm passionate about helping women transform their financial lives. And I really think that when you talk about your financial well-being, that is the key to living a life of abundance, living your life to the fullest. Because whenever you're talking about financial struggles, that just permeates it to everything else in your life, into your health, into your mental health, into your physical health, into your relationships, into your work. And so whenever you're struggling with money, like you mentioned, it's not just that you're struggling with money. It's more about the mindset and the beliefs that you have around money. And usually those are rooted in the mindset and beliefs you have about yourself. Oh, yeah. What 1000%. Oh, yeah. So so my focus is on helping women escape the trap of living paycheck to paycheck and then getting trapped in debt and then feeling like it's a cycle they can't get out of. Right. And so beyond the practical things, which you can Google, you can go find a million strategies on budgeting, and saving and how to make more money. It's more about working on yourself and your yes. limiting beliefs. And the thoughts yes. that are holding you back from achieving financial success. And this is not to say like financial success, like you need to be rich. No, like you don't need to have a ton of money to be rich. You can be very comfortable. You can, it's, it's about having the freedom with your finances to be able to do the things you want. It's more about time freedom having peace of mind. Yeah. It's, it's a basic level. It's not like, I'm going to go buy a mansion. Like a mansion is not going to solve your problems. So it might create more, right? More <laughs> money, more problems, right? <laughs> I mean, and I think it's more, more so less more money, more problems and more so more money. You have the same problems and now they're just magnified more yes. because you have. <laughs> I actually uh, have this saying that Whoever you were before money, when you have money, is going to amplify it. I literally have that saying and I believe it. I see it with people that I've been, you know, I, I was raised with, you know, I've grown up with them. Right. And now they're, you know, 30s, 40s, maybe even 50s. Right. And they're like, they're like, uh, like to me, it's no shock, you know, how they ended up. But again, it's so much of the of the self relationship now. The whole thing about this is uh, if we can break down whether you want to do this live with me on how to break down the debt so deep and how I got myself out of debt 
And because uh, I think I think everybody knows now I was twenty three thousand dollars in debt for four years and I got myself out by the fifth year. Uh, and at that time, twenty three thousand dollars in debt at that time to equal to today's money with inflation and all that I was around fifty thousand dollars. And that was money that I did not have whatsoever. I was working three jobs uh, and I was going to university. Last night, yes, and yeah, I actually had this conversation with my husband because we just moved into this house, right? And there's so much when you have a business, when you're still trying to really uh, be on your wellness journey, you're still trying to do all the things, right? Because when when you begin, when you begin a wellness journey, it never like stops, right? And that's the thing. No, no journey ever stops. If you're going to do it, just do it. Right now. Here's the deal is we were talking last night and this is funny. This is actually really funny. Yesenia. We were talking, we were talking about the house and I was like, yeah, I mean, it's not looking too hot for all the things that we still have to do to, with this house. And the time span that we actually want to sell this house, right? So this house was originally uh, to flip, but we ran into so many issues that we were like, we can't do this. We were paying for the apartment and this house for four months for rent plus mortgage. And so oh. it was so much, right? And we were like, okay. But the number one thing that still was important to me was groceries. That was my fundamental of groceries and how to save on groceries and really continue to give me and my whole family the wellness, that part, that little piece of the puzzle of the wellness, you know, and start there. Right now, uh, we also stopped uh, um, the subscriptions. Right. We also stopped a bunch of other things just so this house, this is the priority on a personal level. This is the priority is this house. Right. And really making sure that whatever comes with my life, whatever comes with my journey, that my wellness also comes together. This is not separate, right? And so I want to uh, kind of debunk, if you will, you know, how can someone that is in debt in today's world, so I, this was in 2011, 12, 13, 14, right? And the year 2015, I slowly got out of it. Now, how can someone do that in today's world? What is your take on why is it worth investing in yourself in the wellness space now? And how can someone that isn't debt, what do they do? Help, help us out here. So whenever we talk about investing in yourself, I think that's a challenge that a lot of us have in terms of whenever we're struggling with money, the last thing we think about is investing in ourselves, right? Where like, how do we pay this thing off? So are we going to get more jobs? Are we going to cut back on all our spending? We're not thinking about spending more money. But really, whenever I'm talking to women and we're talking about creating a plan, we create a spending plan. Notice I didn't say budget. It's Bingo. a spending It's a spending plan, right? Yes. Yes. What What do you think of when you think of budget? Of not spending. Yeah. Of restrictions. Restriction. Yes. Of holding onto my money. This is the conversation we had last night. I'll let you in more on this convo as our convo, you know, flourishes. But it was such a funny convo. And I realized my money relationship and my husband's really, uh, money relationship are actually so different. And this is why we'll talk. We'll talk. Go ahead. Continue. This is so good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you want to spend your money in a way that aligns with your values and your priorities and the things that are important to you. So whenever you were talking about, well, wellness is, was important, you know, is important to my family, I focused on spending in that area and cutting back on the things that weren't as important, like the subscriptions that you found. And whenever you're able to identify your values and your priorities and center your spending plan and the way you're going to spend or save money, that gives you the why behind your goals. It gives you very concrete, a compass of how, where do I want to spend my money? And if you can do that, you're going to realize that there are areas of your wellness where you want to spend money, where the return on your investment is going to be, it's not even going to be able to be measured financially, right? Because yes. you can't yes. always measure improvements in health 
by money. You can't say, well, if I move my body, which you were talking about earlier, like if I move yeah. my body, that that's not directly making you money, but it's creating a foundation where you're taking care of yourself so that you can do the things that you need to do to move yourself forward financially. There's a saying, um, so my grandma who passed away, uh, this was my my mom's dad. My dad, sorry, oh my God. My dad's mom, uh, Sylvia, um, and she used to say this saying, and I grew up with this saying, and now my mom says it, my mother-in-law says it. And I think I'll, I think I speak to the foreign heart. Um, I think your grandma said it. I think everybody's foreign grandma says it, that, you can have all the money in the world. You can have all the things in the world. But if you don't have health, you don't have nothing. And my grandma always used to say this. And I, I remember as a little girl, I was like, I don't really understand why that's important. Because, I mean, there's a lot of people that go to work sick. There's a lot of people, you know, and that was my naive and innocent mind, right? And now that's a, that means a whole new thing. Because this is the talk from last night. So we have a very interesting situation with our roof, okay? In Michigan right now, there's a lot of people that uh, their home insurance companies are, are like just, you know, slash, slashing them out, you know, like, like we are not renewing with you, right? And the reason being is because there were so many, it's pretty much the home insurance companies, especially the big ones, they don't want to do what they are supposed to do anymore because there were so many uh, uh, claims and so many things that they just don't want to do it anymore. And our home, because when we bought this home, it was not in a very good shape, but the roof was fine. Everything was an exterior and uh, building wise, everything was fine. And we've been in this, you know, limbo, if you will, of, you know, we got a letter and saying uh, out of nowhere that our home insurance company is going to you know, not renew our home insurance. And I was like, oh my God, why? So, you know, you know, you do what you got to do. You got to call your real estate agent. You have to call an inspector. You got to do all these things, right? And I did not want to waste not one single penny until I got another inspector out and said that the roof is fine because the roof is fine, right? So like, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not saying yes to whatever the bank is saying. I'm not saying nothing because I'm going to self-advocate for myself and I'm not going to do this. I'm just not, right? And so a week had passed. So yes, we did, you know, say a little prayer and like, okay, hope everything is okay. And last night, my husband was saying, what if we don't find an insurance company and then we do have to redo the roof and the roof would be like $10,000. And I'm like, then that would be that. And he looks at me and he's like, what? And I'm like, then that will be that. At least we have exhausted all of our other options. The worst comes to worst. We get a personal loan and we figure this out, right? And he was like, oh my God, like, I can't believe you're saying this. Oh my God, how can it be that easy for you? And I'm like, you know what? I have been in debt so many times over and over and over again that I now know how to take myself out. And if I get myself in, it's because I'm I'm rooting for something more. You know, I want something more and I want it's it's really important to me. And when my values and morals align with that buy or with that choice, it's no I don't I don't feel it as a debt. I feel it as this is the step and this I do believe in life you have to kind of fight for for things and you have to dig yourself a little bit and be like, "Hey, everything's going to be all right." Kind of have faith, right? And so that was last night's talk, and I told him I said as well, as as fast as money comes, that's as fast as it goes. I said, uh, for me, if it was chairs that I needed, then I would want more chairs. And I'll do whatever I needed to do. I'd chop down some some trees. I would do whatever needs to be done if I needed more chairs. But money is not made that way. I can't just go out and like literally shake a tree and like money is going to fall out. So you that know would what? Be nice. Right? <laughs> so this is the conversation that me and my husband had last night. And he was like, I just I, like we had this conversation. We had another conversation. Uh, we watched we watched uh, uh, a show that he's watching something. Something's gory. And I can't watch gory movies. That's why I can't remember. I just I was like, mm -mm, no, can't do this. We went to bed and this morning. He was like, so that's how you feel. Huh? Like, that's how much it resonates. <laughs> 
And I was like, yeah, that's how I feel, you know? And the guy- He's still ruminating was, about it. <laughs> yes, because they couldn't believe it, right? And uh, um, and so the one of the insurance guys calls us back today. And lo and behold, he's like, you know what you got to do? You know why this is happening right now? Because you got half of a tree right now and all its branches are just- hanging out on the top of your roof that's all so if you guys can chop that down you guys are fine i'm like yes <laughs> yes <laughs> right and we just saved i don't know how much because like my husband is going to be the one this is coming back to health right my husband because he is in a healthy condition and he is really good at what he does this is what he does like renovations and handyman and all that stuff right so he knows exactly how to do that without completely chopping up the whole tree, right? And he he's just, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's a great situation for us, actually, right? And so that situation within itself, when I told him, because I told, I immediately, you can imagine, I'm talking to the insur insurance guy, and uh, he's like, he's like, oh my God, like, you sound so glad. And I'm like, I am. I am. This is what my husband can do. Okay, thank you. I'll call you in 24 hours. Bye. You know, and I called my husband and immediately. My husband was like, that's it. Like, he wasn't even, like, happy because he was like, what if it's something else? What if next year's something else? I'm like, you cannot have this relationship with money. And he was like, how are you thinking this is relationship with money? And I'm like, it's 100% with money. This is the situation and this is what's happening. Just cut down four branches and we're good. We're good. We don't need to spend $10,000 on a roof, babe. Right. And oh. uh, that just that just that one little blip of a story. Right. That's how I've lived my entire life, my entire life. Something th it gets thrown at me. I'm like, no, no. Let me self-advocate for myself. Let me do better because this cannot be the end of it all. Right. And that's how I got I personally got myself out of out of debt. But anyways, <laughs> you were mentioning help as well. And if my husband was not was not okay, then we'd have to hire, you know, a a tree company. We would have to hire, right? And like, I don't know how much that is. I don't know. I've never done this before, but I'm sure they're not they're not, you know, cheap, okay? Because they're doing like a hard man job, right? So all those things to say, you know, any crappy financial situation, I do believe that it's not forever. I do wholeheartedly, right? Yeah. And that's um, something to remember especially when you're feeling like trapped in the debt cycle that it's temporary and it's not forever because if you feel like it is forever and if you're worrying about the next financial thing that might come up like oh no what if you know the house catches on fire or something like you're gonna drive yourself crazy i think our reality is becomes what we think you know That's what true we too. think what we think becomes our reality. So, and and again, it comes back to, to money. It comes back to money. It comes back to, right, living living that life, right? Um, okay, sorry, continue. I totally went on a tangent there, but um, yeah, continue with what you do with, with your clients and tell us how someone does get out of debt. So essentially to get out of debt, you create a spending plan and you figure out what your priorities are, and you you cut back in the areas that aren't a priority for you. And so what usually happens is you're looking at your expenses, where your money's going, how you spend your money, and you start seeing that you're spending money still on things that a previous version of you cared about, used, or thought, right? So the subscriptions is a perfect example of that. Maybe you subscribe to, I don't know, a box that gets delivered to your house every month or every quarter. And you were really excited about it. You found a lot of value, you used it. And now, you know, a year later, you're still paying for it and you're collecting the boxes in your closet, right? So that's an area where you could cut back that you wouldn't even fail because you don't, and you don't, you don't, you don't value that anymore. I think so many times we get caught up in the decisions that we made in the past and that affects our present, but letting go of, yeah, I thought I was going to be a crafter. So I ordered all these crafting tools and now I decide actually that's not my interest anymore. Like if you can let go of that and move forward and spend your money on the things that are important to you. 
for some people it's experiences, for some people it's food, for it, their health. It just depends. And in terms of paying off debt, you want to, there are many people that pay off debt only to get back in debt. And so what's important there is in changing your relationship with money which then changes your habits, which then changes your mindset around it. And I'm not saying all debt is bad. So there's debt that you can get into to move forward, like people who invest in their businesses, mortgages, and things that are going to bring them value. An example of the roof and that you mentioned, like, yeah, you don't want to not have your home insured. It's a huge asset. That's important. Right. It's different than debt, like, I went and bought designer everything. What value is that truly bringing to my present self and my future self? That's more of like an impulse purchase. And so a lot of where people go wrong with trying to address debt is they go to the action, to the strategies, to the what do I need to do? You need to take a step back and think, what am I feeling? What are my thoughts when this happens? And being very aware of that and then being able to shift that either into actions that benefit you more or being able to shift those thoughts and shift that mindset, right? Like if you had this thought, like there's never enough money, then your brain is going to look for situations where there's not enough money and your brain's going to find it. 1000%. And so if you can shift your mindset to there is enough money for, you know, the things I need, then your brain will start looking for evidence of that. And then you can start cultivating abundance. But in terms of debt, people focus, okay, well, what do I need to do to pay off debt? They do consolidation. They take out 0% interest credit card. They take out a personal loan that's the lower interest than maybe their credit card debt. Yeah, maybe those things will solve the problem temporarily. But essentially, it's important to do the inner work around that mindset so that Yes, you could totally use all those methods that I mentioned to get out of debt. But in order to not get trapped in that cycle again, you want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. You're investing in your wellness and you're very aware of your thought processes and spending triggers. Spending triggers. Okay, so let's talk two things. So you became a money coach because you were really severely in debt as well, right? I want to hear about that so other people can understand who... Who is this person that knows so much and how does she know so much? So I want to hear about that. And then also because the money triggers and the spending triggers, I want to hear about that because this is what I see very often when, especially when we're talking about wellness, right? We don't want to invest in ourselves until literally poop hits the fan, literally, right? Until it's proactive. Why be proactive if it's not broke? then why fix it, right? But when we're talking about chronic illness, when we're talking about medical insurance, when we're talking about medical bills, there's laws and things that we can do all over the world. This is not just in the US, but this is all over the world that we can do to really help ourselves in the form of, you know, really helping yourself get out of your medical debt or really move forward and say, Okay, this is really what needs to happen. Words cannot explain how much money you are saving when you stop spending money on supplements. That one within itself. On average right now, Yesenia, people are spending in in North America, so Canada and the US right now. It's 2023, it's October 2023. It is around $320 every single month on supplements and an individual you're talking about an individual person? yes an individual a family and this is this is going into another thing which we'll get into the the normal spending on groceries for a four member family which is what i am okay is three thousand dollars a month three thousand yes yes i did not believe that when i saw it. this is uh from uh u.s it's a u.s something journal yeah they have that statistic from also this is from 2020, not from 2023. So in 2023, for sure, it is 5000 for sure, because that's the way that inflation is going. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So let's. I gave so much, but I love this subject. I love the subject of money because I have been in debt and I got out of debt. And this is why I don't I don't really 
push people to be like, oh, well, I don't have enough money or oh, did I? I don't push that because that's a you thing. That ain't a me thing, you know? So, okay, go ahead. Right. Um, so to the, your question about debt. So I personally did not acquire a significant amount of debt. I was, well, I still am the oldest of an immigrant family. And so I had a lot of responsibilities. I was very involved with the day in and day out activities, which included the finances. So my mom was very, she did the best she could with what we had, which wasn't a lot. And so I learned to be very frugal from her and from being very involved with just how the household was run. And so that served me very well because when I started working, I was really good at saving and I saved enough money to buy our first home cash. And it was a fixer upper. So it needed a lot of work. And when I say our, I mean my husband and I. However, in terms of debt, we did pay off his student loans because he had a significant amount of student loans. So I do have experience paying off debt because when we got married, everything everything became joint, right? Together, um, right. Yeah. So so that was helpful because it gave me that firsthand experience of what it's like to figure out like, oh, I have these you know, three different kinds of debt. Like, where do I start? What, where does it make sense to put my money and what are some strategies I can use to pay one off and make significant progress, right? Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was my, my personal experience. Okay. Okay. I don't know what, what, why I thought you were in significant debt. Was it, was it that you bought the home? Is that what it was? No, no. I uh, bought the home home cash. So you bought the home cash. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay. Wow. Okay. See, that's that's great because not many people can do that with their first home. That's amazing. Okay. That's why I became a money coach because I realized how uncommon that was. And I was like, I need to share my secrets with people. <laughs> like I need to help other women get to a place of financial freedom. Yeah. So yeah. that you know, I, I'm not advocating for buying homes cash. Um, mm -hmm. It depends on your individual situation, the interest rate, where you're at, what other responsibilities yeah. you have. Like, I don't have children. Um, yeah. And so I'm not advocating for that. But it is part of my experience. Yeah. And that says something about you. Right. Um, and I and that's the whole thing about like money spending and things like that. Oh my God. Let's talk about the the spending triggers. So spending triggers. So trigger is a word that's thrown around a lot now, a lot, because I think we're, our society is coming to terms, maybe exploring trauma more. And so I, I'm not talking about the trauma triggers. I'm talking more about an emotion that you feel that causes you to spend on something that isn't necessarily aligned with your values so it's usually not a need it may be a want but it may not and 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 you know that you were the victim of a spending trigger whenever you feel guilt shame your regret after it happens right because that's different than hey i saw this really cool program that someone's selling and it sounds amazing and I'm going to do it and I'm going to buy it. And then I'm really excited and I, you know, get my return on my investment, whatever that meant for me. That's different than saying, oh, no, like, why did I buy that? Like, what was I thinking? And that money could have gone to this. That That's the difference, right? Because it's not just impulse spending. It's like spending on things that maybe you're you're going to regret later that you're not going to have, you're not going to feel good about it. And so the trigger part comes with most people have certain situations, certain, maybe something happens during the day. Maybe they had a hard day and then they go spend money. Maybe they yes. had a fight with a close one and then they go spend money. Maybe, um, maybe something great happened and then they went and spent money. Like those are the triggers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is, so those are the spending triggers. So so there's buyer's remorse, but then there's tri like things that happen, events that happen in your life that get you to spend X, Y, Z. And then after that, that causes buyer's remorse. 
Exactly. So the trigger is like a feeling you have that causes you to spend, essentially. Okay. Okay. So I, w- I want to give you an example. The things that happen when people buy supplements, okay? And again, I am anti-supplement. I'm going to say that so fully. <laughs> if we did not understand this, full I am disclosure. anti-supplement. <laughs> yeah, full disclosure. Because th- it doesn't mean that like never, ever, ever in your life ever take supplements, okay? It, this is not to bring judgment or anything, never, ever. But the reason why I'm anti-supplement is because there is such a science in bringing supplements into your diet. And if you are not doing it correctly, you are going to damage your health more and more. And it's going to cause literally a chronic illness effect, okay? So when when I see people buying $200, $300, $400, $500 worth of supplements, and it's literally a supplement regimen, I talk about this in my masterclass, uh, supplement regimen, uh, if I can speak, supplement regimen masterclass, um, I think you were, I think you were in it. Were you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so when I see this, it just kind of irks me because what I see is a lot of the vulnerability happening for the marketing and on the marketing side of supplements, because if you are vulnerable and if you are making this emotional decision based on negative emotions, not positive emotions, right? And again, this is just what I'm seeing. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. You're going to be like, Jedi, you're crazy. You're totally wrong. This is how this works, whatever, right? But this is what I'm seeing with my clients, with, with my past self, right? These are all the things that that's when I decided to do a supplement regimen. That's when I decided to do detoxes. That's when I decided because I was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm so sick of being sick and tired that this is the, this is going to be it. This is going to solve all my problems. Oh, it's $500. I don't have $500, but somehow I'm going to make it work because I need to. And then like you buy it and then you do the whole regimen or you do the whole detox and you're like, what did I just do? Right? Or no? (laughs) Is that the same? (laughs) Yeah, no, it, it is very similar. Yeah, it is the same actually. And so when you're talking about taking action from negative emotions, so whether we realize it or not, Every action we take is taken from an emotion. And so that's something that you wouldn't think like, oh, a money coach is going to work on with me on that. But that's exactly what I work on with people because you're taking action from an emotion. Even you may not even be aware what the emotion is and you may not be aware of how that emotion is affecting your actions, right? But it's still affecting your spending. And if you can't bring awareness to that, doesn't mean you have to change it. You don't have to change anything you're doing. But if you're not even aware of that, it's almost like you're being controlled by something else to for your someone else is making your spending decisions for you, essentially. And that's what we have to be careful with in regards to like marketing. It even happens in the grocery store. You go to the grocery store and bam, what's in your face? First thing when you see I heard that bunch of what? Say that again. It's not produce then like that's the not as thing, a front of you know what i saw today yes you know what i saw the first thing when i entered the grocery store because i went to the grocery store today i saw the halloween candy and the uh the halloween uh cupcakes is like that's what i saw the first thing the first thing and balloons and balloons oh that's interesting yeah so yeah. even even the way the the amount of psychology and the the marketing marketing teams are totally in on this like to influence your spending decisions the same thing we were talking about with the supplements like they're influencing your spending decisions and so if you are is easily influenced if you're not aware of your own values your own priorities and you're not making active, intentional decisions about how you're spending your money. You're still going to spend money. But at the end of the day, you're going to reflect back and think, what did I spend my money on? Like, I don't have anything. Or maybe you have a bunch of debt because you spent your money. You spent money you didn't have on things, right? Yeah. And the, the marketing, the marketing, especially in the wellness world, is so great. And I say this all the time. I literally want to applaud these people. They are so good at marketing. 
They're uh, they're fantastic at it. These are marketing expert pros, the champions. The Olympics of marketing goes to all the people that have the wellness and the supplement stuff. Okay, they they are they win. They win the gold medal. I always say this because then we know subconsciously we know that health is wealth. We know that, but we've been so brainwashed and so well trained to say. But I, but it's just a headache, but it's just this, it's just that, right? But when we say, oh, um, and this, this is a very common, uh, um, uh, opinion is that you live in America or you live in North, or North America or you live in a first world country, right? And it's like, oh, um, you're going to save so much money if you stop getting Starbucks, right? And a lot of people are like, Wow, a $3 coffee is going to save my life. Can we expand on that? Because I am not that person. Like, I don't I, I don't get coffee outside. I really don't. Uh, does that make a huge difference in my wellness journey? I personally think it does because, like I said before, groceries are my fundamentals of how I stay well and how I give my family the wellness as well. Can I go every single day and do walks with my kids? No, I cannot. Sometimes they don't even want to go outside. And sometimes I'm like, sometimes I'm like, let's go play with the Frisbee. Let's go chase the cat, right? Like our poor cat now, by the way, <laughs> like, right? Like we're trying to do these things because not all the time we can do that. But groceries, eating, that's something we have to do. So, and and I'll tell you this too. I we recently just decided to do homeschooling, not necessarily because the school that my kids are going to is terrible because it's not. It just they were giving Oreos and Capri Sun as snacks. And I didn't know that until 2 weeks ago. And then every every day since then, I ask my kids what they get, and then I call the teachers and I'm like, "I told you yesterday that I don't want my kids to have juice." And and it's not really a, a nutrition thing. It's more of a habit thing because I don't have that habit where I buy Capri Sun. I don't buy Oreos. I don't buy those things. I either A, make it, either try to make it. I'm not a baker, okay? But I try to make it, okay? And I try to have these these other substitutes and really uh, the, if this is what's going to happen, my daughter's joining the podcast today. Um, if this is what's going to happen, the the juices, the things like that, well, then I want to either make the juices at home and I don't want the Capri Sun, right? Because there are children, us adults even, right? Oh, if it doesn't say this, then I don't want it, right? And that's the habit that I'm talking about is that marketing habit, the visual habit of eating the food and seeing the food and that stuff, right? So so if I can help my children in that, if I can help my family with that, then heck yeah, I'm going to do it 1000%, right? And so with that being said, <laughs> with that being said, uh, there was a question somewhere in there, but I love, like I said, I love this topic because we need to understand marketing. We need to understand the psychology behind money, right? Which is, by the way, a book recommendation. Have you read that book? You like that book? I have, and I do. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love, fantastic I love that book. book. Yes. Uh, so your question was about the Starbucks. Um, about the Starbucks. Yeah. Can, yeah. Like, is it really going to, is it really do or die? Should, you know, like, is that really going to help me get out of debt? Is it really going to help me invest in my wellness if I don't get coffee outside? Like, how does that? So this is very controversial because, you know, the old school strategy was like, cut back on everything. <laughs> cut back on everything. Don't spend. And so that's where the advice, like, if you're spending, you know, it used to be $3, but now I don't know. Starbucks is 5 or $6. Yeah, I don't I regularly go, so I have no idea. <laughs> I was like, I say $3, but I'm sure it's like $6 now. But yeah, let's whatever, say $6, I... right? Like, is that yeah. going to make a difference um, yeah. to your financial stability, to your financial wellness? It depends, right? If you don't earn a lot of money, and that's a big percentage of how much money you bring in. Yeah. Like you probably should consider making coffee at home. Right. But I think for most people, it's not really the Starbucks 
It's more so that the way you spend money in one area translates into how you spend money in other areas and it translates into your mindset, right? So while a Starbucks drink isn't a big deal, and maybe it is, maybe do you do buy a $3 or $4 one? And maybe you, your finances are such that that's not a big percentage of your income. However, if all your decisions are made in the same way, right? If you're not intentional, if like, if you're just spending money on this and on that and not really, you don't really have a plan. You don't really have awareness of where your money's going. You don't really like that's the bigger issue. So it's not the Starbucks drink itself and the little, the few dollars that you're spending there, but it's more so like that's probably a reflection of your mindset in other areas of how you spend your money. Okay. So explain, explain how, like, if I say, oh, that's not much of my income, so I can still do this. Explain that a little bit more. And if if we can give an example in the grocery store as an example, because I see a lot of people like it's just a snack or it's just this or it's just that. And I'm like, that adds up, my friend. Yeah. yeah. So so if you're a lot of what we pay money for here in the U.S. is convenience. So that we have Bingo. grocery delivery. We have fast food. And we have faster food and we have restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love that. We have fast food and faster food. I love that. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, is what we're paying for convenience, which isn't a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but you really, if you're intentional and you're saying, hey, I'm going to be intentional with my spending and I value convenience because I want to spend more time with my family because. Um, I want to, I'm good at this other thing that I would rather do. Like, yeah, that is fine. Yeah. But if you're spending money without thinking about it, without being conscious, without being intentional, and you're going to, and every decision is a one of convenience that can add up. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, the, the way that I teach grocery shopping and this is this is literally my subscription sh- service that I have right now and the way that I teach this is that I'm so confident in teaching how to grocery shop because there is a plan that you just talked about right there's a plan and the plan also comes down to like what ingredients we need for the three dishes that we're going to make that week it it's that specific right And then we also make sure that it's gut healthy. And this is the biggest part that if you're going to take away anything from this episode, you got to this point and you're listening to this episode. This is what I want everybody to take away. Being healthy is not expensive. What's expensive is that your emotions are leading you to do these fad diets, these elimination diets, those things that gets expensive. And thinking that you know, you're relying on one food to be a superfood, which is why I don't use that language. I don't use superfood. I don't use that's all a marketing tactic, right? So when we go grocery shopping, the first time I ever did it, it was an in-person grocery shopping, uh, a field trip, as I called it. And um, we met at a Kroger, which is a very typical store here in Michigan. And uh, two of the people that that came there, we were walking and we started in the produce and I made sure that it was seasonal, right? Because we were talking about seasonal foods because seasonal foods are also cheaper, typically, typically. Uh, they're cheaper, right? And more nutrient dense, right? And then we moved on and then we kept moving on. And two of the people were like, and now we're done. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, but, and they're looking around. They're like, we just completely like missed 90% of the store. And I was like, yes, I know. Because we're going to shop at the parameters, right? We're going to get in season. And if it's not in season, we're going to get frozen fruits and veggies, which are also cheaper, right? Uh, And we're going to be healthy and it's not going to cost you $3,000 a month. So doing what I do, this is why I was so confident in saying you're going to save at least 50%, whatever your 50%. So if you spend $2,000 right now on groceries, I know that I can get you down to a thousand a month. If you spend 500, I'm convinced that I can get you to spend 
250 a month, right? On groceries, right? And it sounds wild, but really that's that's what's happening. That is literally what is happening because if we are paying attention to our emotions, the biggest thing, what's the biggest reason why people spend so much money at the grocery store is because they go hungry. If you go hungry, like literally you're hungry, boom, that's an emotion. Oh my God, that looks so good. Let me go get that. So now you're buying from emotion and convenience, right? And so those are the things <laughs> you're like over here, like, man, she is just up. because this is the thing I hope I like, I don't know. I don't know if anything else lights me up when we're talking about saving money or or spending money as much as grocery shopping, because there uh, there has been situations on top of situations where I was convinced that I was going to go to bed starving and I used to starve myself on purpose and like all this stuff. Right. And it was like, whoa, like I would starve myself on purpose and I was borderline bulimia and then. And then I would invest so much money on supplements and detox teas and, and detoxes with the money that I didn't have. And it's like, whoa. And it's such a difference in mindset, self, self relationship, money mindset, coming back to this roof thing, right? I was like, I don't even care. I don't even care if we end up spending $10,000. That is what it is. But I want to make sure that I exhaust all my options. And I think I think that's I think that's what you're also getting at is when when you were talking about the Starbucks is like exhaust all your other options before you just hey here you go right and really come to that emotional connection of what it is that you're buying right yeah yeah and if it's actually bringing you what you think it's bringing you because with all these marketing employees. And they're saying, well, if you buy this, you're going to be happy. If you buy this, you're going to be healthy. And you buy the thing. And when talking about food, you eat it. Or if you're buying you know, a material thing, is it really bringing you happiness? Because probably not. Because if you're buying on impulse, if you're responding to a trigger, if you're responding to marketing, and you're not in tune with yourself, then all these things you can buy, all these fancy supplements, all these fancy foods, superfoods, whatever they call yeah. them, like, yeah, it's still not going to make a difference. No. So, uh, scientifically, bi biologically, it's also not going to make a difference <laughs> because if you're buying, if you're buying that that much supplements and you're relying on supplements, then my friend, you have an absorption problem, right? Which then goes into the science of gut health, right? But I really want, uh, you know, you you hit the nail on the head, and 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 I want to focus on that. Is that how does someone just just stop? How does someone just stop? You know, investing in supplements and detoxes and you know, there's there's a guy which apparently I'm not allowed to say because it's a podcast. Uh, but there's a guy on Instagram. His name starts with an S and rhymes with Enser. Anyways, <laughs> um, and he is an influencer. And one of the biggest things that and I've done a sequence reel or whatever, a remix reel or whatever, right? Where he was talking about oatmeal, right? And like oatmeal is so terrible for you and it's a peasant food and da, 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 da. And I did the reel and I was like, so wrong. <laughs> like, that's how I started the reel. I was like, this is so wrong. And then I explained the science behind it and why this is wrong. And then in the in the caption, I was like, and also what is wrong with eating, quote unquote, peasant food like oatmeal? <laughs> face. <laughs> yeah, this is real. This is real. And uh, uh, oatmeal, you know, the, the, the food that has been around for so long, yes, they are cheaper. Yes, they are nutrient dense. Yes, you don't, you can eat oatmeal and be morally okay with yourself that you are eating oatmeal. I eat, I have uh, polenta and cornbread like every other day. And like a whole three pound bag is like $2, okay? Like... <laughs> Like, <laughs> this is what I was raised on. And we love it because it's nutrient dense. And who cares what everybody else has to say? I personally love eggs with polenta with a little bit of onion chives on top and a little bit of Parmesan cheese. Okay. I'm just saying that's like a $3 plate. Okay. 
nutrient-dense, great for you, right? And so when we think about those things, when I say like the nutrient-dense and healthy and things like that, that's why I am so passionate about this grocery shopping because that's the fundamental. If we if we are so reliant on that one superfood, if we're reliant on the marketing side of, you no, know, my favorite part of this is where they have the cereal aisle like at the grocery store and it's like better for you. And I go to see like the better for you. And it's literally worse than the other cereals because they have like 50, 100 and 1000 seed oils in them. It's not one seed oil. It's a bunch of them. Right. And it's also more expensive. And I'm like, man, like ingredients, baby. Right. Ingredients. Let's look at that. But also if and I'll always say this. If investing in yourself, in your in the wellness space, if that gets to be scary, then that's definitely something that we can talk about. But there's such a difference in between scary and having um, like having this like pushback, if you will. And I'm spending money that I don't have and my children are going to starve. If that's the case, then we'll talk in six months. No worries. Okay. But it's always going to be scary to invest in, in yourself. It's scary spending $10,000 on a roof, okay? It's scary, okay? <laughs> it's a roof, okay? <laughs> but exhaust all your options. And if that doesn't work, then do the thing. Then do the thing. Because at the end of the day, it is a roof. And my family still needs it. So I'm not ever going to feel bad about it. Is, is $10,000 for a roof a lot? Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. But it's okay. And so if I know that, right, if I know that, then it's the spending becomes, it's not a spending, it's an investment. Is that the difference between spending versus investment? Is what the difference between spending versus investment? Like, how do you, like, how do you know the difference between a spending and an investment? So in terms of spending and investment, an investment you would get a return on, right? Some kind of benefit. But that can get very fuzzy people because in terms of justifying what you're spending your money on if you're you can say i can say oh um this phone you know i gotta get the i don't know fifteen hundred dollar phone because it's an investment right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well it depends i i think usually i go back to it depends but like spending an investment, it's going to be very dependent on the person and what they consider to be the investment, right? Because we all have different priorities. So what might be my priority might not be your priority, might not be someone else's priority. And so it depends on your priorities because for someone, a good example of this is something that came up the other day. Um, A friend of mine said she hired someone to clean her house and she was feeling very guilty and very embarrassed about it. And she wanted to talk about it. And so she asked me, would you ever hire someone to clean your house? And I said, I don't know. I can't speak for future me, but I have haven't. Right. That's not something I've done. But for her, she works so many hours and she makes the good enough income that it doesn't, you know, it's not like she's not going to eat because she hired someone to clean her house. It's not because not Bingo. like she's not going to pay her bills. Yep. And even though I don't do it, it does not mean that it, for me, I would consider that spending at this point in my life. It'd be in the yeah. future. I would consider it and I would consider an investment outsourcing different things for her. She was feeling bad because she felt like it was spending. But when we talked about it, it was really an investment for her, right? So so I think it can it can become fuzzy if you're BSing and saying, you know, this fancy car that I got is an investment. And if all your other finances are in shambles and you're stressed that out of your mind, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, is that, I mean, was that spending or was that an investment? Because, yeah, coming, coming back to investment versus spending, right? Um, that's, that's how I view, I used to view supplements is like, that's an investment in myself because I've spent so much money on labs. I've spent so much money at specialists. I've spent so much money, right? Until it didn't work out for me anymore until it, it was never feasible. Okay. But it was taking that that leap, just how I took the leap with the roof, just how I took the leap and 
you know, all the financial dis- buying this house. It was a leap, right? Like all these things that it's like, okay, if I if I do this, everything will work out. And I feel like a lot of people say that when they invest, right? Is if I do this, it will work out, right? But ultimately, what makes an investment investment is if you actually do the work, right? So exactly. If you actually how... get a return on that investment, right? Because right. you can right. think it's an investment and like your experience with the supplement, you were trying to be healthier, but in the end, it didn't end up making you healthier. Right. So that was no longer an investment. That was now a spending, right? Mm-hmm. It was no longer that that investment because I there was anything out, but there's programs like my program, there's programs like your programs out there, right? And this is why I talk about, I have had DMs on like, okay, why do you talk about money? You're a gut health coach. Like, why do you talk about money? Why do you talk about this episode, this very episode? I'm sure there's going to be people that are going to be so confused as like, she's a gut health. Like, what does money have to do with gut health? A lot, a lot. Because if you cannot, if you're not comfortable with the with the feasible way of being on a wellness journey, this isn't going to work out for you. And that's not to say that it's expensive because it's not. But it's really to say, are you comfortable in making these changes in your life? Because we're dealing with lifestyle. Part of lifestyle is money, right? Like there isn't this, uh, You we want to buy a house, right? It's not like, Oh, I'm going to buy this house and like, that's it. No, 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 no. There's always things to do for the house to to better it. Right. And so when we do that, we spend the money maybe up front and then we keep bettering it. We keep fixing things. And, you know, if you have kids, then maybe like they drew on the wall. So now you've got to go buy paint. Right. It's like that's those are the little steps that continue to be the investment. Right. Especially now, you know, we want to sell this house and we're going to win, you know, a pretty penny off of this because, yeah, this was the investment. Is it really freaking difficult right now? Yeah. Yeah, it is. But it's really that going through the journey and learning to love the process, right, that that you are in. Right. Um, uh, so so uh, to that, I wanted to add in terms of what when you're talking about, like, people getting stuck in debt and people having a bad relationship with money. Yeah. That's part of it is we live in a world that where we are learning and we are getting in many ways instant gratification, right? So I want, I don't know, the latest gaming system. I'm not a gamer, so I wouldn't even be able to tell you. I don't know why I'm using this example, but let's say I want the latest gaming system and it's at a thousand dollars let's say i don't have a thousand and if i am thinking instant gratification i'll just put it on my credit card right yeah and then that's one thing let's say i do that with 50 percent of the things i purchase now i'm not paying a thousand dollars for that playstation or hey i do know a gaming system um (laughs) (laughs) now i'm paying that plus 25 percent for as long as i don't pay off right yeah and so if i were to save a thousand dollars let's say this was really important to me maybe it's a way i connect with family members or someone else or it's just a hobby like yeah no judgment yeah but if i were to save it it would actually cost me a thousand dollars if I save it and put it in. And so I think that's where people get trapped is they're not willing to make long, like long-term sacrifices for the long-term benefit, which is yes. like a, like buying a home that needs work. You're going to have to make sacrifices for the long-term benefit, right? Yes. Yes. And so, yes. so I think a lot of us, like whenever we're thinking through our money decisions and like, should I buy this? Should I not? Like I, I, we're living in a society that it's so easy to just put it on credit. And is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I think it depends on how you use that and how you, how every, all your money decisions collectively, like, yes. What does that look like? Yes. Yes. 
uh, per month. Uh, this this is how we do it in my household, and this is why we're able to you know have a trampoline in the backyard. This is why we're able to have like a weekend trip somewhere. This is why, and and also still renovate this house. And when I say when I say renovate this house, like that's just tip of the iceberg. We've spent forty thousand dollars on this house cash. Okay, that's a lot of money. Okay, now. This is why this is also on that same token, health is wealth, because as long as me and my husband are both able to work and we both work very hard, right? My husband works technically two jobs, right? This is why we're able to do this, because if we are conscious and we're, and we're mindful, there is a lot of money coming out from us, but there's a lot coming in. And the way that we're deciding really as a unit and this is where i realize you know having these conversations with my significant other is that my my husband has full trust in me this is hand to god my my husband he if i tell him like you know i want to start training to be in the army because i want to fight in a war like he'd be like okay babe i got you if I the wild one of the most wildest things that I came up to him to say is I want to start my own business. And he was like, OK, like not even missing a beat. I was like, what? Like what? Right. And I invested a fair amount of money into mentors. Right. And he was like, well, I mean, you have to because like you don't know what you're doing. And I was like, thank you. I don't. Right. And like I'm not DIYing myself through my business that my family depends on. And I, I am a person that my family does depend on my health, right? And so it's really important to, again, come back. We're coming back full circle. It really, you need to understand the values and the morals of yourself in order to work with a professional that then you know is going to give you a comeback, right? Is going to give you back your, your money or your time or, yeah, right? A return on your investment, like you were saying. And the other thing is like you could DIY things but it's gonna take longer you're yes. gonna have more challenges and then whenever you face an obstacle like you're not gonna have the guidance to get out of that quickly and yep. so that's that's also the benefit of working with someone is that they have done the thing that you want to do and now they can walk you through it guide you and give you an objective viewpoint because we get so stuck yes. in our emotions yes. that we can't see we're in it. So we can't see the perspective from outside of it. Yes. Yes. Uh, this is actually a great example of what happened with one of my lab clients recently is she was like, I'm, I'm actually really finding that during the day, everything is fine. I'm eating my breakfast, you know, an hour upon waking up and I'm having my water and, you know, I'm having you know, broth infused rice and I'm having this and occasionally I'll have a chocolate chip cookie and then I'm like, oh my God, that was great. Like what's happening though? Because just looking at like her bowel movements and things like that, I'm like, what's happening? And uh, she was really honest with me and she was like, well, I find myself snacking at night when I'm stressed. And I really told her, I said, well, there's eight kinds of hunger. And I lay down those eight kinds of hunger. And she's like, Oh my God, I realized that it is literally, I just want something to chew. And I was like, great. So this comes back on that same token that is, is chewing gum as an example, the myth. Chewing gum is so bad for your gut health. Yes, but depends. Because for this person, chewing gum for 30 minutes might actually help her, right? And so that's that like mindfulness of doing those things right? Is having that person look out from the outer respect, right? And so she was mindful, right? In more, way more like aha moment, because I had told her, hey, this is the kind of hunger that, that you want. So coming back on that, you may look at gum as something as like, this is bad for you. I should never chew gum. But if you have a pro professional by your side that gets to know you and that gets to understand your beliefs, your values, your morals, your neurodivergency, your relationship with yourself, your family dynamic, your all this stuff. And it's like, this is actually an ideal situation, right? So um, I absolutely love this conversation. <laughs> we can talk about this all day and all night, <laughs> literally. Uh, but um, tell people where they can find you um, and what what do you have going on in your world right now? Um, so I mostly hang out on Instagram um, at Yesa Godoy. 
And then my email is yesa at yesagoboy.com. If, you know, I also hang out in my emails a lot, quite a bit. And as far as what I have going on right now, I'm focused on working with clients one-on-one to help them get out of debt and start saving money um, so that they can invest in their future and build generational wealth. And that's with the approach that I mentioned. So strategist, yes, you need strategy, but also with the focus on cultivating a more positive and empowered relationship with money because you know, reaching financial freedom isn't just about like the numbers and the money. It's about having peace of mind when you know that you're making good decisions for your present self and for your future self. Yeah. What good is it if you have all the money and then you don't have the health? Right? Exactly. So say, yep. Same same thing goes, right? So uh, you guys, please check out her Instagram. And really, if you are someone that you're thinking about investing in your health, but you're like, man, I'm really... I truly am that person that like, hey, I'm stuck and like I like maybe we'll talk in six months. If you're that person, I highly recommend you connecting with Yesenia because she really is that like it's like the soulful money person that can understand you. And again, if you like this episode, let us know. And let I always say this at the end of each episode because I was like, wow, this is like such a fantastic episode. But maybe you didn't get a lot. Or maybe you did get a lot from this episode. I always love the feedback. And if you have anything to add to Yesenia or you have questions, please DM her, email her because she hangs on the emails too, which is super cool. Uh, And uh, we will chat. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye, guys. Have a great day.